Incoming chat. Hello, everyone. I just want to welcome you one more time to Incoming Chat, the podcast of success. And today I have Parry Sunday, which is the founder of Absolute Creative, a design agency, and Bowties Vala, which uh, we're going to get into more detail of what it is, but it's one of my favorite e-shops uh, available right now. Parry, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me, Marcos. My pleasure, brother. Um, so, I mean, you're a designer, and I wanted to start hitting the, the big questions straight away. Um, And the design process, when, mm -hmm. when you get to work with companies, because um, one of the things you've been doing a lot is branding and helping companies with their branding, yeah. right? Yeah. And in my opinion, branding is becoming this, um, this word that a lot of people who's not related to this, they, they, they forget about it and they, they don't give the weight enough to a logo or to a slogan or to colors or, mm -hmm. and, and they try to forget about the importance of those things. And um, how, what's the process that you use in order to sort of remind these people that it's not a stupid process or it's not a useless process. It's something that is very, very needed. Well, first of, uh, one of my first, very first thing is always to ask who is the target audience? Mm -hmm. Especially that age group, like who are we hitting? And based upon that, like if companies have some kind of uh, basic, I would say some values or mission which they are trying or mm -hmm. targets which they want to achieve by targeting that particular community or audience and then I will go ahead with that. So for example if I when I started doing my things so for example with my studio so I'm always targeting the corporates or startups which are like not at very early stage but like little bit in a little bit later yeah. yeah because that helps to identify actually what the client is always looking for. And then slowly, slowly, I build upon those things, and then I go ahead with the marketing branding. For for people who don't who is not familiarized with this whole process, does it make a big difference to have a I don't know a target audience of 20 years old to a target audience of 30 years old, for example? Well, then I have to define everything in a very very layman's words, like what you are trying to achieve and how you are going to target. And some clients are very very open to listen to you, but some are like they don't have any clue what the Uh, they want to have and, and, and this, it happened to marketing too it's like how do you educate people how do you actually sort of convince them like listen I am the expert I'm telling you this because I know how it works that's actually very tricky because uh, personally like when I deal with the clients I have to be like put myself in their shoes as well at the same time because first thing is yes, they're going to pay me for the work and the second thing is like I want to deliver something which is valuable for them not like I'm doing the things and they're not going to use it. But what I do before we kick off the project, so like initial, very initial kickoff meeting, I actually drill down the things. I'll filter down all the things which they don't want actually. And that gives a very good idea because they will say, oh, we want this, we want it. No, but what you don't want actually. That is very, very kind of tricky and good process like in terms of finding the needs, what they want and what they don't want. Then you can actually easily... Uh, distinguish what is what we're not going to touch and what we're going to focus always so that helps them like and then after a couple of meetings or a couple of storming sessions we easily figure out because yeah. I'm, i and i'm asking you that because i've seen it i mean i've been in a few branding projects before and and there's a lot of i really like this or i really like this color and even though it might go completely against the proposal or the values or or even the product, right? I mean, but it's always the, one of the founders or one of the people with influence inside the company to say, 
ah, but can we do it pink or can we do it purple or can you like it's uh, it's very interesting actually um, there are some occasions when client comes to me and then they give me the full creative freedom Pavi, this is the brief we have but we are open when you're going to present us something and you can do whatever you fancy think like this is your and then I actually spend more time in brainstorming with myself like now I can do whatever I want and I'm open to do anything so that will be altogether something out of box however at the same time if client comes like with their like logo made by someone else and they fancy like I want to have something black or blue or pink or yellow whatever then I'm kind of like restricted but then I open myself to the shades of black and shades of yellow and the okay. what are the other things maybe I can go like few tones up or few tones down and then it gives them a good idea like okay now we are in this bracket we are playing in this bracket we are safe we are not crossing the boundaries where we don't need to go and if I design something and present something in that particular area, in that, area that is acceptable yeah. and I mean we talked in, in previous uh, shows that Culture is something that affects a lot of the way we do business, right? The different countries do mm -hmm. business in different ways. And um, uh, I, I feel that in design is the same thing. I mean, you, you work with uh, companies in India, companies in the UK, mm -hmm. companies now in Poland. Um, and th these three cultures are completely different. Mm -hmm. So how, how much do you think culture affects the look of, the look of things, the look and feel? Uh, okay, besides working with different and different countries or, yeah. or the best thing is when I have more clients from different areas and actually every client is from different domain as well like someone is from healthcare and someone is from banking and someone is altogether creative selling the burgers it's like wow that's something like I'm gonna sell socks yeah. so every client comes with a certain target audience certain designs so they already have something pre-programmed in their mind like they know what they want but they don't know how they want it they yeah. know what they want So the only thing is I have to like extract everything from their mind to put it on the visuals. Like this is what you're looking for. And then say like, yes. So like before coming to here now, today, I had a brief like, uh, they are like uh, it's a, one of the biggest uh, healthcare companies, Novo Nordisk. Mm -hmm. And they have some campaign going on now. And they ask me like they have to design, they want me to design something. It's like paddle to charge. Okay. So they have some kind of campaign where they're going to put some bikes which has some blender or like some charging right. machines on so top. I, I, it sounds like they have a very clear image yeah. of what they... But they don't have anything to put it on the campaign for that particular, like their, for their own brand. So like I know all because I have done many projects with them now. So I know what I'll be doing and what I'll be giving and they know like what they will receive for me. They also have this thing from, for me. But this is very, because I have done this a couple of times with them, so I have a very good uh, mm -hmm. like understanding of their brand guidelines and everything. But at the same time, when I have someone who has no idea, they have the business, but they don't have anything. So maybe they want to get the menu generated, they want to have the one pager, or maybe some pitch deck, or maybe some sell sheets or white paper or anything, but they have nothing in place. So like they have bits of information everywhere. So maybe they have something black and white. But it is good to start with the black and white. Then I will do the rest of the magic. And they always tell me like... Sort of a want. starting point. Yeah, and they always tell me like, that's what we are looking for. We don't want that many things. We are like this. So like based upon their target audience, their uh, demographics, it works like this. It's, it's easy. It's, it's not... I wouldn't say like... 
it's complicated as long as like you filter down the details in the first initial kickoff meetings it goes like smooth as silk but it's not, uh, um, it sounds like the process requires a lot of questions from from the design point and yeah. and usually people has this image that the designer is just the person who's going to sit down and draw stuff for you it's like there you go but if you don't ask the right the right questions i mean you have no starting point right you have nothing to create from so do you think is is important to have this sort of business approach of like okay let me ask you questions before i even get into a drawing board mm-hmm. This is actually one of my very one of the very essential practice for every project what I do whichever it is If they don't have anything I would say like they will not accept anything from me either because they have no idea what they are looking for So my first email is like with set of questions like seven eight questions that's it Just And if out of seven they have like four or five I am ready to go If they don't have then I give them time you know like come back to me with this all these answers so then we can proceed because the time I spent over there is much more important than me working like reworking on the projects and sending the things back and forth it's absolutely like waste of time and it depends like how I'm working with the project like it's a fixed cost mm-hmm. project or like on an hourly basis they hire me as a consultant then it works in a different way but even the practice is same always for all the clients and all types of projects and many times i get everything in like within one hour in the initial meeting or sometimes they say okay we will get back to you or someone will say like okay we have the uh, logos we have the brand guidelines we have everything in vector we have the content you have to do this thing because we okay, don't so have the in-house skill set so We need so you need someone to to put the vision together, and it's just like it's it's a uh, uh, it's amazing, but at the same time, it's uh, what I have personally observed. Many clients they get the initial things done from somewhere else. Yes, they have opened the company, they want this, 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 but where the blockage is like they don't have anyone to carry on or to improve or to take the things a little bit further down the line as the business is going. So they're stuck with the initial thing, and they cannot process the things which they needs to be um, developed or designed in a more efficient way. And then they start looking for some consultants, and then like when they need, they will hire you, and when they don't need, they will yeah. just leave it. But, But then it, it breaks the whole process. And it, and it's, it's something that going back to the beginning is it just something that companies forget that after all they need a sort of a brand protector, something that of someone course. that can. Say no, that's not us, or not yet. This is us. Let's let's keep moving forward and and going in the, in that direction too. You mentioned brand books or brand or brand guidelines, and, mm-hmm. and I, I I remember uh, I was in a in a previous company that what they really wanted to do it was all right. We need the brand book for the company, but they had they had no reason to have it. It was like no no. Every company has a brand book, so we need mm-hmm. it. And I know for a lot of companies having a brand book or or guidelines, it's it's. It's super important, but how important really is like how flexible you think companies should be with with the brand? I mean, if, and even going further, for example, look at what Dropbox did when they rebrand. Mm-hmm. The, their logo used to be very illustr, I mean, their whole style very much illustrations and very kiddish, uh, like childish drawings. Mm-hmm. And then they switch into a whole pop art. We have colors. We have different vectorized logos, and mm-hmm. so they, they redo everything. So how 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 much do you think companies should stick to a style or follow this brand book? 
Well, brand, your brand is the mirror of everything, whatever you do. And people always remember you with your signs, with your colors. And for every company, I would say, like, initially, they should have, like, even one page of guideline. At least the fonts are defined, the logos are defined, the colors are defined. And, like, just very simple. I think you can do it everything in one page. I mean, when companies hire the designers or consultants, they can do it for you. Like, just have it. But some companies, they don't do it. They get the logo and job done. After that, they hire different, different uh, designers at different point of time, which actually breaks yeah, up the consistency. Yeah, just the whole, exactly. Yeah. So, like, what else do you need? I mean, colors you need, you need the font, your logo, that's it. Like, initial. And then, like, like it can be different. For example, if you are in the web, then you need to define the fonts for the web, for the print. What colors you're going to use. Again, it defines, like, what domain you are in. Are you into fashion, healthcare, banking, IT? Yeah. It depends, like, so it opens, like, hell out of things. But, like, um, I remember there's a one company in Canada. I just got their brand guidance, and I was like, Wow they have actually invested in that brand guidance. It's like, if you have that thing, trust me, you can give to any designer and he will design and the same exactly what to do. Yeah. But if they don't have, then like, okay, I have this only logo which is in PSD or in not even in vector and you cannot do anything. So what the designer has to do, I have to design it again. So it won't be 100% because I don't know which font was used or if they have edited something. And then company plays again, and there will be a little bit of difference in the fonts or in the design because you cannot have one-to-one -one like exact replica. And then they accept it because they are going to change it maybe after. They will not change it. It will change eventually when the file will go will to 10 different. It will evolve. Yeah. Or then I offer them, you know, like, okay, I can do the whole thing, which is missing for that particular uh, extra amount. And they are very happy because first they can easily reach out to me and I have all the assets with me, all the fonts, and actually then at the end of the project, I always zip them everything, and I will send them, which they keep like as a Bible. But it is like not always the responsibility, Like, but as a designer, I should all, or every designer should give these things, even if you charge extra, whatever, or you upfront with them for the whole package, I will charge extra. Now, do you... Do you use um, a lot of psychology of the color in the stuff that you do? Because um, I remember having a few situations that, I don't know, we'll use red and someone from the design team will come and say, no, that goes like we should be using blue because blue is the, the calm color or yellow is the active color or red is the passion, they mean to show passion. Is, is this something that goes in your process or like, do you really consider it something important? I personally love colors and colors do the magic actually. Okay, black and white is good, and they are colors as well. Yeah. But rest of the colors, like, boom. Like, could be fluorescent, yellow, green, pink, magenta. But depends what you're selling. But even if you're selling something and you have the different color, that is also one of the interesting things. It's like, odd one out, and like that one stands out always, like, wow. So like, yesterday, like, I was uh, reading something on the, uh, one of the blogs. Like Supreme has this uh, red as their main color, red mm -hmm. and white. And someone has opened in China, but I think they don't have this protection about their copyrights and yeah. stuff. But they can't do anything. But the person is selling the Supreme tea, Supreme coffee and everything, which is fine because everyone knows the red and the Supreme. So, so like, it's identifiable. They're yeah, they end up benefiting from it it's, anyway. Yeah, it's, they're getting benefit. But anyhow, I think they will end up into something, but it's not going to happen. But cutting the long story short, 
at the same time there's a, another band it's called uh, 100 thieves it's going to launch on uh, i think in coming weeks i would not say coming week less than week actually and these guys are into gaming so into esports basically mm-hmm. so this guy is a particular he is himself a gamer he is an entrepreneur now but what he is focusing he is only focusing the fashion stuff like t-shirts and the jackets hoodies caps and he is only black so when other things will evolve in this his domain he may change but like he has given to his target audience what i am doing how are you going to reach out to me because he is everywhere he is like a big shot guy in that particular industry so like is his color even if we put like any pink or potato brown it will work because he is a big shot guy so that he will uh, use this thing but even if not if someone is a startup or he, he doesn't know anything but he comes up with something like wow it has to be like tacky or something Actually, it will work it's interesting that you mention esports because i'm I, remember, i had a conversation with uh, is an esports journalist right and his position is that esports is going to be like a boys band i mean mm-hmm. you need to have attitude it's not just a matter of five six people sitting down playing you need to have the mean guy you need to have the funny guy you need to have the like the sexy one and and give them like personalities and 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 he was pushing this to a, to a, an owner of an esport team mm-hmm. into like if you're going to design your team whole image it needs to say things about who they are not more than just the brand like who are the people in the brand and what they uh they do actually what this guy is doing because he is associated with this industry and most like when we look for the gaming things they are always very bright colors like very like they just yeah, hit on your face punchy, like right? red black dark blue dark yellow so like they are easily identifiable and their logos as well so like when people start wearing those things so like especially in this teenage group who are more into gaming it's like oh you have this so i want to have this so whole friend circle will have the same t-shirt when they will walk is like they are walking like in a team and it's like oh you know this group is going and that's what actually companies are always looking for the more they will see the more the, the other people, the customers will buy and then oh wow you know this is a trend and when one e- company is doing then second will start falling because one is the trend setter and then we said like this colors is in the limelight or like let's start doing flowers and green and and then people were going oh you're doing like this guy's style yeah but it is selling yeah yeah it is giving the money it you could have also done that this color was not like prohibited or like restricted anywhere you could have done that but you never did that but now you, someone else is doing so it's a trend setter thing and they will follow as well okay may, they may not get, uh, get that many high volume or whatever but anyhow like it's okay like when people follow people yeah. follow the wave so it's okay that means it's, again you you have to you have to start somewhere and you have and, to start um, somewhere and then eventually change like okay fashion is different but when you look on the IT they stick for the colors for the whole till the end of the yeah. company it's like that, same there's usually and, and I don't know if you got this before but sort of in the briefing it's like we want to be like the like this guys or they always have an example of like the design that they they want to be like so it's really rare that they want to be something so original like no we don't want to be like anyone else we want something new usually it's like at this my in my experience usually it's like we want to be like these other guys what can you do to make us look like that do, do you sort of encourage that or you try to- it it always because everyone has some references so like that's what we call um mood board they will pick so many things from different bands so you know i want to have something from this something from this something from that 
But even you pick something, the crunch should be, are you going to able to create something new, even taking the best of the best? For example, the best example can be uh, New Balance. There was New Balance a couple of years ago. They were absolutely out from the market. But when they started coming with different colors and design, New Balance has a market share in the shoe market where there was Nike and Adidas, they are the pioneers. Okay, Reebok is very less, Puma is very less. So when New, uh, New Balance has more share, and they started like, you know, people like these colorful shoes. So they came up with so many different ideas, styles. So now they are integrated into this. And, and they changed this the, uh, shoe business. Yeah, they changed the target market big time. I remember when, I, when I was living in the US, yeah. New Balance were the, the, the one for the old guy. The old retired guys, guy yes. was like, all right, it's in my New Balance. There's another brand, I'm not sure if you know, Lotto. Lotto, Lotto yeah. Lotto. And it was like, uh, very old, it's a very good brand, always associated with the tennis, but now it's gone because they didn't do anything. But again, at the same time, I was reading yesterday about the Puma. They are having the same strategy now, so they don't want to lose the market shares. Yeah. They are coming up with the all colorful things and like. I think they even stuff. have a, they have an esports shoe. There, I don't know what that and means. They, they have to have the otherwise because if you will not accept the changes or the trends. Nobody's going to buy the shoe. Yeah. And you're going to start losing. Oh, you know, they, are, they don't have any new range. They always have the black or white or something. They don't want to go for that. So, like, in the same manner, Adidas always have this consistency. So, when you see the brands uh, and they have this Adidas originals, they always have the colorful styles, always, from the very beginning. Something unique, something funky, which people want. Actually, they want to be different, like, when they go out or, like, hang out. It has to be something like, oh, wow. Wow, this is cool. That's good. Yeah. That's cool. So that's what I want. Now, there are a lot of companies that they, when they start, they have no money to have a designer, like an in-house designer or, or, mm -hmm. or a chief creative officer or whatever, some, I mean, someone who protects the brand or, or guide the brand. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you recommend to, um, to early companies or startups that they, they don't have the money to have one, and, but at least what can they do in order to have this brand or this brand protection? In terms of brand protection, uh, my personal uh, suggestion, mm -hmm. one must always protect the name first. Because it's such an important thing, because you never know if you're going to hit the market, someone is also watching you, and they're going to use your name. And then you will not be able to stop them until unless you have something legally protected. It doesn't cost actually much to register your logo with a trademark. It costs maybe less than, I would say, $200. You can register it, like depending upon the location. Yeah. But it is very, very important. For example, like uh, when I started selling the colors in Poland, and I was the like very, very beginner, like I would say like in first person who have this, who was selling colors in like proper commercial way. And at the same time, we have this uh, color festivals in Poland. They were kicking off like first, se first season, like first festival commercially. And when other guy knew like I'm also selling and I knew that I'm also, he is also selling, we had this and we had almost same names. Oh, yeah, yeah, really and like that. that was a kind of and we didn't want to hit each other in terms of the business or anything. And we don't. We wanted to avoid this price competition and everything because we were only two. 
but still we had to had something so that our names are different our identity is different and then i did my whole branding i said you know whatever comes later i don't care but i want to have my all things sorted out so from the very beginning from the logo the names the colors and everything and now i know like no people know people have this thing where we get we have to get this thing from this person from this brand and like boom so this gives actually unique identity but down the line couple of years because when the businesses are small nobody knows nobody will notice the problem happens when you have more clients when your brand is recognizable that's where the problem happens and then there will be 10 other people in the market who will come with the same product and then the names will be like just jumbled everywhere but the one which stands out with the logo and everything complete branding that takes the lead because they are like uh, uh, what do you, i i sometimes use this term it's like seasonal frogs oh yeah so they will come out when they uh, is raining they will jump everywhere they will <laughs> spit the water everywhere and when the rains are done they are gone but what they do is they damage everything it's true 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 and that's what i always want to avoid with like not even with my business but i always tell other people you know like have something stable and keep and it stick running. to it yeah and stick to that Barry, just to close down our conversation, and we're probably going to have a second episode because there's a lot we can talk about um, design. But what are what are your favorite brands? So, what's among all the brands, the, the, all the stuff that they're doing? What are the two or three favorite that you that you recommend people to see what they're doing? Adidas for sure. That's my really really personal favorite brand. Then I um, follow. Uh, Okay, these like okay. In terms of brands, what I would like to suggest is like a little bit different. Many big corporates always have the uh, brand books, and I have a very one of the recent like. I have this passion to collect the brand books. Yeah. So when I find some company or like some company contacts me, I always say, "Do you have any brand guidance or brand book or the look books of the fashion fashion brands?" they are amazing like zara very good example okay they started they changed recently their logo many people have criticized this like yeah, crap i mean it wasn't a massive change recently. but come on it's it's a change but they, they got people talking but yes when people start started talking that's where the business starts coming in exactly because there's something in the limelight and like recently like i was checking yesterday as well levis mm-hmm. they are changing as well so if 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 you get a, like sometimes in Tashen, there's a publisher Tashen, they release very very unique books about the brand history, books, yeah. and uh, they are releasing now one for Adidas. Like it's gonna come in April, so like they have a whole book like very very classic book with mm-hmm. all the branding history. They are amazing, they are amazing. So I would say like Adidas, Levi's, and Zara because they are changing the things and keeping the momentum with the sales and the clients and everything. Man, like I said, I really want to have you in, in one of the next shows so we can keep talking about design. I just want to thank you for being here today. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. We're going to link in the comments as well um, all the stuff they can find your work. And I just want to thank everyone just to, for being with us in another episode of Incoming Chat. See you next time. Thank you. My name is Marcos Brava and this was Incoming Chat. Thank you for joining us today. Do not miss our next episode and we'll see you next time. Incoming Chat. <laughs>